See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my god. We are back on air once again. That's right. It's time for the often imitated, never duplicated, Slow Robot A Go-Go. Show 310, for those of you keeping track at home, and I know you all are. This one is going to be a wacky, wild ride. And, uh, spoiler alert, I didn't hate either of the movies I watched this week. It's kind of crazy. I don't know what to even say about it. Uh, but before I get too deep into that, let's get into what we always get into, and that is, of course, the movies that I watched this week. And boy, there's a huge list of them. And right now I'm getting invaded by cats. There's the, first I had uh, Zoltan, my cat, playing with a guitar string on one of my guitars. And now Big Boy Destructo has jumped up onto the desk, and it's going to be hard. If, if this show makes it, it'll be a miracle. Uh, I'll just put it that way. Okay, what did I see? Uh, the Titan. I watched The Titan, which is a sci-fi movie. And a uh, little bit of drinky drink. I don't remember that one uh, so much. Uh, let's see. Unacknowledged. Unacknowledged. That was a big, uh, like a kind of a space. It was like one of those spa- Oh, I remember The Titan now. This is a weird sci-fi movie where like they were, some guy was doing, he was doing like, he took some, some recruits and some people, and they, they they changed their DNA in some kind of a weird scientific experiment. And it turned out he had no no factual for anything, and he just did it. And then, like, you know, everyone was going crazy and killing themselves, and they murdered them off one at a time. And then finally the guy at the end looked like this weird this weird tentacle monster, and then he went to another... to went to, to Titan, the Titan moon, and because of his genetic enhancements, he could breathe the nitrogen air and swim in the oceans. And I was like, wow, that's the most pointless movie I've ever seen. It was weird. I mean, it was okay. I mean, it's a sci-fi movie. It's all right. But I was just kind of like, what's the point? Uh, okay, weird. Uh, unacknowledged was, uh, you know, like the UFO, how they've been around for millions of years and everyone knows about it, but we pretend that it didn't. It's not there. It's not a thing. Uh, what did I watch? Spectral. Uh, and then I watched Invaders from Mars. This is the original version I watched, and that's one I've I've seen that a bunch of times. I always like it. I don't know. It's it's a wackadoo. It's kind of a good. It's it's like your most atypical like B movie. It's the B movie that everyone every B movie wishes it was. You know, I know. I mean, I know everyone always says like a uh, 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 Plan Nine from Outer Space, but now you know, like Earth versus the Flying Saucers and uh, and uh, Invaders from Mars. You know, th- those are the ones that are like. You know, perfect. They're just, they're just cheeseball enough, but they're still movies enough. It's all fun. It's a funny thing. I don't know. Uh, and then I watched. What was the other thing I watched? Oh, Absolute Aggression. That was a weird movie. I don't even know what to even say about it. Absolute Aggression. It's like, oh, someone watched uh, Running Man and and said, hey, I I can I can steal that, and uh and and I can do stuff with that. It had Robert Davi in it, and it was uh it was made in the '90s, and it was so '90s, you know. And it's like, oh, the prison system running crazy, and he's he like it was like one of those things where like the prisoners go into a virtual reality, and then if they die in the rea- virtual reality, they die for real. And I was like, oh, this is really, this is stealing like three different movies to make one, like a casserole of a movie. I don't know. I always liked Robert Dobby. He's he's the smuggest, most... I don't even know what to say about him. He usually hits a smug level that's only dreamed of. And, uh, you know, like a lot of times you go, Oh, I'm sure that guy's a really nice guy in real life. I, I, I don't know if I could say that about Robert Dobby. Um, I don't know. He just looks like he might be rough. And that's that's okay, too. If not, not everyone has to be perfect. Oh, I, I did just, like, go past one movie I watched, which was Spectral. Which was like a weird, it was like a new movie in 2016. It was like a mystery sci-fi where they could like see ghosts, and it was all based off of some machine that was holding them, trying to make ghosts into weapons. 
don't know. It was okay. It was it was a fine. <clears throat> I don't really know if it was like sci-fi as much as it was like an action movie with kind of like a sci-fi vibe to it. I don't know. It was all right. Then I watched one movie that I I, I laughed a lot, but I shouldn't have laughed at all. Probably. Um, I watched it. It's from 2017. And it was called No Chance. Um, and this was like... It was a ripoff of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. And it was the guy... Like, there was a guy who was just... He was... I don't even know how to say it. Like, he was playing that character. He was playing uh, Schwarzenegger. And... Someone said, oh, he had... Someone probably told him he had a really funny Schwarzenegger. And then he waits... He's a weightlifter, so he's pretty big. So he was like, well, let's just make a movie. And you're like, um, I don't know if you should do that or not. But, um, but he did. And, uh, that's, that's just how it worked. And that's, uh, he just... But there was... Because I did like... I loved the, uh, Schwarzenegger stuff, you know. And I... I did like a lot of the, um, I liked making fun of Commando. It was, it, that's a movie, you can really dig into it and make fun of it because it is just so crazy and of the time and just dumb. And he was basically, uh, the guy that, that wrote this and directed it and started it and edited it and blah, blah, blah. You know, there was like nine people associated with it and they all, it's, they all did that. They actually got the guy who played Barrett, <laughs> let off some steam Barrett, Be- Bennett, I'm sorry. Uh, there was a guy named Bennett in the original one, and they actually got the original actor to play Bennett in this one too, but after he took some steroids, and uh, he was going around that chainmail outfit, which was very squirrely, and uh, it, I, I, I gotta say, you know, for how stupid it was and how how, like, mostly I watched it to hate-watch it, I ended up laughing quite a bit just because it was one of those um, spoofy movies that was funny enough. There was a lot of eye-roll moments, and there was a lot of, like, okay, settle down. Uh, but, I, you know, there's going to be a, probably a second one. I, 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 I guarantee this was made for, like, nothing. Not nothing, nothing, but not much, you know. So they just kind of put it together, and and made it with the uh, friends and, and video cameras and edited stuff down. And it was serviceable enough. And there was some, you know, there was some stuff in it. There was some special effects a little bit, you know. Um, it just is one of those things where I kind of, I, I did laugh uh, enough that I, I, if they if they came out with a no chance to or whatever they would call it, I would probably watch it. But I must admit, I am kind of a sucker for Schwarzenegger stuff. You know, I, I have the uh, Austrian Death Machine, which is that uh, metal band with uh, with uh, the singer is uh, playing Schwarzenegger, and it's all Schwarzenegger-based songs. You know, it's, they're actually very good. But then Tim Lambesis got thrown in jail, and, uh, and then there was no more Austrian Death Machine, <clears throat> which was sad, but... Well, sad for other reasons, too, but, you know, that was the reason. So, no chance, you know... I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I should, I should, I should do like, I, I do the same with everything else. I should say, well, tight the Titan. I'm gonna give it like a five. Uh, unacknowledged. If you like that kind of a UFO secretive stuff, I'd give that like a seven. Spectral would be a six. Invaders from Mars is an eight. Absolute aggression is a four. Uh, no chances. Uh, I'm gonna. Oof, I gotta say a six. I guess if you can believe that. It was funny enough. I'm not going to hate on it. I thought it was actually pretty funny. I I laughed quite a bit. So, all right, that's it. Now, for this week's show, we're going to go across the pond, as they say. We are, it's a double feature of UK insanity, both for different reasons. So, okay, we're going to take a trailer break, and then I come back. We're going to get into it. The first one I'm going to do is, They Came From Beyond Space, 1967. UK mania is running wild on you, brother. And what you're going to do? You're going to listen to this trailer, then you're going to come back and listen to me talk. That's what you're going to do. I hope. Stick around. You'll be glad you did. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Blood. 
is red. Voodoo is blue. Sugar is sweet. Revenge is sweeter. Meet Sugar Hill. Not a place, but a brand new face. The foxiest, sexiest, deadliest chicken town. The mob took Sugar's man away, and now she's gonna make them pay. I want them dead. With a voodoo priestess called Mama Matrice and Baron Samney too, and an army of undead behind her, there's nothing that Sugar can't do. The mob has never seen anything like Sugar Hill and her zombie hitmen. Sugar Hill from American International, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Now I swear, the next one of you primates even touches me. He's all new for 72 with gleaming things just for you. Dracula, A.D. 1972. With a kiss that will leave you screaming, and not for more. Then if you want the highest pitch of terror you can reach, it's Crescendo. The Lovers of the Occult, Dracula, A.D. 1972. The Lovers of the Macabre, Crescendo. Both from Warner Brothers, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures, and the Dutch. <laughs> you will enter the world of the fifth dimension. The light, the sound, the horror. You will feel it around you. You will see the vampire as though he will attack you. You will see the curse of the doll people as though they were about to kill you. See live monsters around you and ghouls bring you play fiends. <laughs> Have a cocktail from the vampire's bloodstream. Rod, what were you going to ask me? Oh, right. I was going to ask you who you think would win in a fight between a grilled cheese sandwich and a taco. Is that really what you were going to ask? Yes. Um, grilled cheese, but only in a fair fight. If it's prison rules, I'd take the taco. Wow, that's... Pretty racist, but correct. All right, we are back, and now it is time. The first one I'm going to do is They Came From Beyond Space. Now, that one, uh, again, these are the, I got a, a twofer from the 60s, all, both from the UK. Um, I'm not sure why Netflix uh, was like, hey, you probably like this, and I was like, hey, you're probably right. Oh, it was right after I watched The uh, 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 Invaders from Mars. That's when Netflix started saying, ah, we got this guy's number. Uh, Mal, and here, here is some stuff to watch. And I said, why, thank you. So the first one, and I don't pay... Now, historically, I haven't watched a lot of the UK stuff. It's not that I don't like the UK or I don't like the... They had some really great movies. Uh, you know, what was that one? Uh, the Third Dimension or The Fourth Dimension? It was one it was like sci-fi one that I watched quite a few times. I watched it so many times I can't remember the name of it. That's my my brain. Sorry, Swiss cheese for a brain, everyone. Uh, but I tend to you watch American or Japanese sci-fi stuff from fifties, sixties, seventies. You know, um, but they they really had it going on for a while in the UK. They made some really solid sixties sci-fi and sixties kind of horror. You know, uh, and this one here was a very funky movie. It was. A little bit different, and I'll, I'll talk about some of that later. The plot is basically, it's a small town in England. It it feels like it's set, it, I mean, they don't try to go forward or backward in time. This is just the 60s in London, or, in, or I mean, I'm sorry, in England. 
and uh, an unusual a meteor hits, but it la- but it's obvious it's a, it, there's uh, spaceships because they land in like a perfect V, and then uh, the government like they go and they find it and they're like oh my god well I know who to get and they go to this uh, they go to this little um, like observe not observatory like a, like an office building. And that's where they happen upon Mr. or Dr. Curtis Temple and his two uh, his two sidekicks, Lee Mason, who is played by Jennifer Jane, and uh, and then uh, and the, the the head guy is played by Robert Hutton, who is a really famous actor for a lot of years. Um, did a lot like did a lot of stuff, you know. He had and, and uh, Jennifer Jane did quite a lot of stuff as well. Um, one thing weird about Jennifer Jane when I like looked up her bio, she was married to one guy since the fifties. That's like, wh- I mean, like an actress or an actor. I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, it's, su- it's surprising that you don't you know, like never see that. Um, so they go. The, the, this guy shows up and he's like, well, we found this meteorite and you really got to come check it out. And he's like, I, I study UFOs. I don't study meteorites. And he's like, well, that's why we're trying to get you because they've landed in a perfect V. And he's like, ha. And then he said, I don't know if I can, hold on. And he goes, and then they go to this this guy, you know, the star, goes to a doctor, his, his doctor, and he says, no, since that accident, you can't. I can't clear you medically. So your sidekick, uh, Lee Mason, and, and the other guy, who I don't even remember his name, you they'll go, and they'll just tell you what's going on. And he's like, oh, I can't take it. And he's like, well, you're going to. So they go, okay. So he stays behind, and they go with the military guy, you know, to go check out these meteors, and right off the bat, you know, she's not a she's she's a pretty tough gal, Miss Lee Mason. She kind of takes charge, and she's like, "This is what we're gonna do," and we're checking everything out. And they go up, and they're like, "Well, we gotta break it open because it looks like it's some kind of crazy diamonds or whatever." And then they so they hit it with a hammer, and uh oh, she immediately stands up, and she's like, "Yes, this host body will do fine. Everyone else, grab a person." And turns out, uh-oh, they, they have now started taking over bodies. And they don't waste any time. Like, they immediately, like, they just start doing stuff. They start, like, putting up fencing. They fence up everything. They, they have guards and machine guns. And, and there's one scene where, where she goes in and she's like, you're going to give us a million pounds. And he's like, I'm, I'm the, the banker's like, why would I do that? And she's like, look in this bag. And then, boom, it takes over this guy, too. So they're they're just running wild, uh, and he goes. They go in, and she they try to take. He tries to go to see what's going on because at first she's sending all this updates, and then it just abruptly stops because these these uh, these visitors from outer space, or I should say, from beyond space, they uh, they're a little they're they don't have good manners. They're very uncouth. They don't uh, they're abrupt. They don't have time to talk to people or explain what they're doing. So it draws a lot of attention. It's not; these aren't the stealthy kind that you're gonna bl- that blend in, you know. They just kind of go, "This is a nice body, ha 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 ha," end statement, and then they just start doing stuff, you know. So they have electrified fences, and then, and you don't really know what's going on, you know. And then, so then, but then the doctor's like, "Well, this is weird because she was giving me updates all the time, and now she's just stopped. So I'm gonna go out and check out what's going on." So he drives up, and uh, and then there's this weird scene where he's like, where's the Richardson's farm, or whatever, some name of some farm. And this girl, who's like, she reminded me of Twiggy. I don't know, she was very salt, she was like, hey, if you don't, if, if you want, uh, was it, Lu- I can't even say her name. Luan Shai, Luan Shia Greer, L-U-A-N. Lunshira, 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 what a stupid name, I don't know, so she's acting all sultry, and she's like, hey, if you want, when you're done there, why don't you come over here, and you know, we'll, 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 I'll make you some tea, wink, you know, she's like, oh yeah, turns out she was married to Johnny Carson for a while, and he probably left her because he was probably like, I, I can't say your name, your name is the, I change your name to like, I don't know, Jim, or Jan, Jane, it should be Jane maybe, so anyway, that was like this little weird scene. So he goes up there, and this guy's like, "Oh, you can't come through here." I have, and he has a machine gun. He's like, "You, you can't come here." And this guy, the doctor, drives these old cars, and these old cars had 
um, they're very cool. You know, they're from like the 30s and stuff like that. But they also had a lot of idiosyncrasies. Like old cars, the shifter was on the side and the gas wasn't a pedal. It was like this little knob on the inside of the steering wheel. A lot of cars were built like that back in that back in the day. They didn't have the the pedal and you know and uh, gear shift system down yet. Um, like not like we have it down, but you know what I'm saying. So he gets out of the side of the car and he goes, you're going to get Lee Major, <laughs> Lee Majors, go get Lee Majors and then have him go get Lee Mason. So he's like, you're going to get Lee Mason or or, or I'm going to ram you. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? He's, he's, so he's standing inside of the car and he's revving the engine. He's like starting to put it in gear, you know. And then the guy's like, okay, hold on. And he calls down and he sees Lee Mason and she walks up and she's like, get out of here. Don't, don't ever come here again. How dare you interrupt my, our, our work here. And he's like, but I love you. And you're like, wait, what are we talking about? I think he missed a line or something like that. But it was just like, a, she's like, get out of here. Said, no no recognition, doesn't care about him at all. They know who he is, but they only want him for his, like, intelligence. But they can't take him over. So they're like, uh-oh, what's going on? How can they not, how, how comes we can't take this guy over? Well, it turns out, the crash he had in one of his his cars... They had to put in a silver plate in his head. And the silver plate is stopping the aliens from taking over his body. So get wrap your head around that one. And so you know, so he he's like, Okay, I'm leaving, but I'll be back and they're like, Well you better not be and they're like, Well I'm gonna be and they're like, Okay, and they're big jerks. Uh then they they this is I think one of the knocks against this movie and this cause this one doesn't didn't fare very well in the, uh, you know, in, in the, like IMDb or any of those things, you know. I do think a lot of it is kind of like this weird, like, like I don't want to say filler, but it's just like, okay, well now there's people doing stuff, and you're like, why, you know, and just and they don't do anything really. And there's another thing that's weird about it is the soundtrack for this thing. Every now and then, it breaks into this jarring like. Like, like what's the, the marching drum? Like a snare, a snare drum. Like he, it's like a, and it's just some guy going nuts on the snare drum, and you're like, what are you doing here? What do you? What is that? That wasn't even of the time. I don't even know what they were trying to achieve, other than just maybe the the director's kid had a snare drum or something. I don't know. It was so, it took you right out of the scenes. It took you out of the movies because. You know, you got to think of this time in the UK, it's all spies and all kinds of, you know, it should have been like some kind of smooth jazz or some kind of cool m- music, because this guy was trying to be a spy. He was really bad at it, but he was trying to be a spy, because then he, you know, that, then after that he came back again, and he's sneaking around, and he's like watching, and out of the swamp, because there's, there's by the swamp too, this is, I don't know, this is uh, England right next to Florida, so there's a swamp... And he's sitting there, and he's like, that's weird. And this little thing comes up out of the swamp, and a rocket takes off. And he's like, huh. And then the rocket comes back down, and he's like, well, now, what's that about? That's weird. And uh, so he's now he's even more determined. But then some thugs beat him up, and he, he leaves again, and he comes back again. Oh, then there was this weird side plot. This guy gets in the car with him and goes, okay, just drive. And I'll tell you all about, you know, we'll, we'll join forces and, and we'll figure out why they're doing this stuff. And they go, he goes into this phone booth to call his agency and dies of like the plague in three seconds. And then they're like, oh my God, this is this really weird contagious plague. Everyone go to their, hide in their houses. So that's like the aliens did that. So everyone would not come out of their houses till they finished whatever they were doing. And, you know, it was just like take over people to help them build their spaceships. Don't worry, the exposition train pulls up a little bit later. But, so, now there's like this weird pox thing, but it doesn't, again, it's almost like it's a fake, but it isn't. And one guy just died right there in front of him, you know, of this plague. It was just like a something to help the plot along, you know, where they're like, well, you know, this is... Uh, this is really bad, so everyone, you know, and everyone's like, everyone stay away, and everyone stay away, but he didn't, of course, you know, our hero didn't, and this is where he kind of gets into his I Spy stuff, where he, he comes, he now he's, he goes up alongside of the thing, he goes up alongside, like, like along the electric fence, and he, and he throws something into it to make it spark, and then, and then they, like, start shooting at him, and then he, like, goes, and he, he sniper rifles the, the big transistors off the, the electric thing, you know, 
So, and so he's just being like a nuisance kind of thing. But then he finally sneaks in, he, and he sneaks into their lair, and he goes down, and he's trying to figure out why they're holding people, and they're trying to they're figuring out why they why is anything happening? Why are they doing this? What's the spaceship going? And they kind of know he's there, but then they don't, you know. And then it's this part, and and I guess this is part of it where you're watching it. And it kind of just you're like, oh, okay, it's like this cat and mouse thing, and he's sneaking around. And then they go up, and then and, you know, and then finally, like, they capture him, and they're like, okay, now we're gonna take you to our leader, and we're let enough of your tomfoolery, and you get in, get over here. And he's like, okay, finally. Oh no, first, that's right. First, they take, they, he takes uh, Lee Mason, and and he knocks her out and takes her with, and he's like, he goes to his his friend, his assistant, and he's like, look you got to make something for your head. And he's like, I don't have anything like that. And he's like, well, melt down your trophies. And so they melt down his trophies, and he builds like this colander out of silver. And he has it on his head. And he's like, he's, he wakes he wakes the girl up, and the alien's trying to escape to go into another, bo- another body because this one's tied up. And he can't. And he's like, aha, see? My metal, my metal plate in my head and now your colander head means they can't get in. They can't do anything. And then... Then they get they get the the alien gets out of her somehow and then they give her a little helmet and now now she's back to being plucky little gal like she is and then they go and then they go back to try and stop this thwart this evil plan and there's some espionage and some phaser stuff and this is where it kind of gets a little bit like get smartish like a little bit I don't know more like Austin Powers probably but uh and but not as funny and then so now he's like they're cha- they're going around and then he's like oh okay we're going to take, they, they capture him, and then they're like, we're going to take you up to our leader, and then he'll straighten everything out. So then he go, they go up there, and then the leader's like, oh, you, you're just a slave, shut up. We're, we're taking people over to help us. Our race is dying, and we've got stranded, and we need people to build our, people to help us build our, our spaceship so we can go. And he's like, well, we're not going to live, we're not going to make it anywhere, but we want to, we don't want to be stuck on this rock, the moon, you know. They crash on the moon, and they're just like, oh, no. So they were, they've been taking over people and bringing them up to help fix their their broken-down spaceship. And that's where our hero's like, look, man, you should have just asked us. You don't, you didn't have to do all this. We could have, we would have just helped you. And then, you know, and then, and then, then, and then the, guy, the alien's like, oh, we could have just asked. And he's like, yeah, you dummy. So then he leaves his body, and then his, and they got, and, the aliens like kind of leave, and then this guy's like, "Oh, hi, I'm so and so," and he's like, "Oh, nice to meet you." And end. And you're like, "What? Wait, what?" And so it just as well as I think. I wish they would have written it a little bit better, or I wish they would have would have written like something more. I don't want to say passionate, but something like interesting with it, with where it would have been like, and then they would have collaborated, and then yay, and then we, or gone to see their hometown or their home planet or something like that, and that's where it kind of came off. But overall, um, you know, the sets were fine. It was, it was, it was a good movie. I actually liked it quite a bit. I don't know where they get the like the four point fives out of ten or the or you know the three. I thought I saw one line was like a three eight or something. I was like, no way. You know, this one is, for me, I thought it was a very fun movie. Um, it did have a saggy middle, kind of like me. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I gave this thing, like, right at around a six. Um, just because it was I, it was fun and it was different. You know, you watch a lot of the sci-fi stuff. I love the six, 50s and 60s sci-fi. But now, it, you know, when you get into some of the UK stuff, it's it has a different flavor, a little bit of a different feeling to it. And that's cool, too. So, I would definitely say... Uh, they came from beyond space right now. Or yeah, they came from beyond space from 1967. It's out there on Netflix. If you have Netflix, it's streaming. You know, it's it's a tight. I, I guarantee this wasn't more than an hour and maybe an hour and 20 minutes. Let me look. Let's see if I can find a, a runtime on this thing. But I swear it was 85 minutes. So you know, it, you're not investing a whole whole lot of time. You know, and uh, and if you can get the soundtrack, don't do that because that was. That was the, the, a negative to me. That was really... And I usually don't... I mean, I, I hear soundtracks, and I hear ambient sounds, and I hear the stuff that people are putting into the movies, and, I, and that adds to it. It's very rare when something is so jarring that you're like, oh my god, get out of here. 
All right, we're going to take a trailer break, and then when we come back, well, I think we're going we're gonna to take a little visit with a little friend of ours that we'd like to call John Saxon. That's your hint for the movies coming up from the U.K., John Saxon. We'll be right back. Hey, man. Are you going to find these guys? Or, you know, I mean, you got any promising uh, uh, leads? or Leads? Yeah, sure. I'll uh, just check with the boys down at the crime lab. They uh, got uh, four more detectives working on the case. They got us working in shifts. <laughs> <laughs> leads. <laughs> You are invited to witness a shattering adventure in total fright. Watch me when I kill. Prepare yourself for shock after shock, for horror beyond belief, and spine-tingling suspense that never lets go. Watch me when I kill. You have never experienced the sheer terror, the menacing suspense that awaits you when you see... Watch me when I kill! You will watch it happen. You will be there when the unseen killer stalks his unsuspecting victims. Scream if you wish, but nothing will stop him. Are you ready to accept this invitation? Watch me when I kill! Rated R. Unaware of what year it was, Joe wandered the streets desperate for help. But the English language had deteriorated into a hybrid of hillbilly, valley girl, inner city slang, and various crumbs. Joe was able to understand them, but when he spoke in an ordinary voice, he sounded pompous and faggy to them. Enter death's waiting room. If you dare. No! No! Below the crypt lies the vault of horror. A treasure chest of the macabre filled with madness, voodoo, vampires, torture, and terror. All the things that make life worth leaving. The Vault of Horror from Cinerama Releasing. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. The Vault of Horror. It has all the things that make life worth leaving. Why do you say you feel trapped? in a man's body. Well, sometimes I get the menstrual cramps real hard. It's Sunday, 8 a.m. You awaken and make love like there's no tomorrow. You may be right. The year of the cannibals, when love becomes a joke and murder a good citizen's lawful duty. The year of the cannibals, a year not too far from now. A year in a never world when men and women never touch, never feel, never love on pain of death. The year of the cannibals from American International Pictures and Technicolor. Starring Britt Eklund and Pierre Clemente. Rated GP, all ages admitted. Parental guidance suggested. Hey, hey, it's your old pal Krusty for my new pork sandwich, The Clogger. If you can find a greasier sandwich, you're in Mexico. <laughs> okay, I almost think I made a mistake by not starting with this one first. As I started reflecting upon it and thinking about it, this was definitely the lighter of the two as far as uh, plot. And um, I won't say star power, though. Uh, this one is... Okay, it has... I saw it as the Nightcaller from Outer Space. It's also... The original title was The Nightcaller. 
And then it's also named Blood Beast from Outer Space. And if you know you have three titles, you know you have yourself one heck of a movie. But I will say it was very pleasant to see our friend John Saxon in this movie. He was uh, he was playing like the head scientist. And I was like, all right, now we're talking. He kind of went in and out of, uh, I think he was trying to be English, but he wasn't. And I don't think anyone else, I think everyone was probably like, you don't have to try to do that. But he did, a little bit. It wasn't bad. Um, this one, uh, it's it was like, a, I, I want to say it was like an hour and ten minutes. It was like nothing. It was. And this is another one that was streaming on uh, yeah, 85 minutes. So no, I was, sorry, 85 minutes. Um, it was uh, streaming on Netflix. I watched this one first. Then I watched it came from Beyond Space because I think at that point Netflix was like, oh my god, we have a chump. The rube has arrived. Uh, but it, it was. It I I watched it because of Saxon because I like. I mean, he was in like so many. He's been in so many movies I've seen. Uh, m- most notably, he was the one of the bad guys in Mitchell, which made me laugh. And of course, if you know Mitchell, then you know MST's version of Mitchell, and that's one of the classics of the top ten of their illustrious uh, film catalog. Mitchell and Space Wars, and the Werewolf is one that I think is I watched that about a hundred million times, and I'll probably see another hundred million times because it's funny. This one is it, it, it's it's basically you know we're coming here to steal the women. Man, that's that's this, and that's we've seen that quite quite often, but this one is literally. I wanted to do this one, then do uh, Earth Girls are easy as a nice double feature, but then I then I did the other one. Um, it it's just mutant humanoids from outer space kidnap young Earth females in order to inbreed and save their dying species from extinction. And you're like, what are you talking about? So they, they, first they find this orb, and they bring it in for study. And that's, that's the whole, the first part of this movie is like, they're kind of like, they're doing detecting and they're doing a lot of, oh, it's radioactive or isn't it or what's going on here. And then uh, they stay, the, the, the one girl stays late and uh, and sees a person come out of it. It's, it's in another room and it starts glowing and making some uh, non-theremin music, which is baffling. How, how, how do you not use a theremin here? And, uh, and she's like, oh my God. Uh, there was a person there, and the armies are like, oh, this kooky broad, she doesn't know nothing, there's nobody here. And, you know, they kind of make a, make kind of make fun of her a little bit. But then the orb disappears. Uh-oh. Uh, well, no, first a guy disappears. First, like, a guy is saying, oh, something weird's happening, because things are coming in and out of this orb. And he's trying, and, this, and the, the head scientist is like, I'll go in, and I'm going to, for science, I'm going to, I'm going to give, give my life. So he goes in, and he's like, they're listening to him through the radio, and he dies. And then they find out, oh my God, this isn't a this isn't a spacecraft. This is like a Stargate. It's not a Stargate. Let's not get sued. It's a it's like a it's like the the, the creatures from another country uh, another another country another country. Uh, they build a wall, and and no, they so they come through this teleporter kind of thing. And then like he so the the creature leaves. And then, like, they're because they're noticing a pattern. Now the cops are in the in the army, and you know, everyone's they're they're trying to figure out what's going on because women are going missing, and because you don't know the reason why this the he just takes a car and leaves, and then and they they don't shoot him. They're inept, so he gets away. The alien gets away, and then like the cops now it shifts gears into like a crime who done it. And they're trying to figure out where these women are going. Oh my God, where are these women going? And they're all these really pretty women. And they always get like a picture delivered beforehand. And it's like, they say it's 3D. It's like, oh, I'm staring into like the world. And I'm like, oh, wait till you have a little miniature television in your pocket. You'll stare at that forever. You know, now reality will fade away. So they, slowly but surely, they kind of figure out that the, that, that the women are disappearing and, um, and it's probably due to this creepy weird guy. But well, they don't make the connection yet. But they 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 have this. What's it called? Bikini beat. There's some. There's some. Uh. uh there's there's a. Uh, yeah, it's it's bikini beat. I think it's called. It's, it's there's some girly magazine that all the pretty girls are like. There's an ad in there, and and the girls go to this ad agency or this agency, 
And that's how this guy is finding the breeding stock for his home planet. And you're like, well, I don't know about all that. Uh, you know, it seems like it would take a long time when they could just kind of, you know, get whatever. So, um, and they, they showed a couple different versions, a couple different people getting taken. And then you know, these are all very beautiful, uh, you know, actresses from that time. So they, they got it going on. They look like they're all straight out of, a, another, again, Austin Powers. You know, that's my, I guess that's my baseline for anything UK now. I don't know. That's sad, really. I shouldn't, I shouldn't admit that on air. But I do. I don't care. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so finally, the, the 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 girl that, you know, the girl that was uh, the traumatized, you know, Patrick, what is it, Ann Barlow, Patrick, Patricia Haynes played Ann Barlow. So Ann is like, okay, I'm going to go in there and, uh, and, you know, I'll go uh, go to this ad. I'll, I'll, I'll go and see if we can lure this guy in. And there's all this dragnet. And there's this really flamboyant weirdo. That, because this is how they make the, they trace the ad to some, like, creepy guy. And he's in this bookstore, and he's like, well, you know, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I use discretion. I don't ask a lot of questions. That's why this guy's using me. And he's like, well, when does he come and pick up his letters? And he said, well, he comes at 7 o'clock to pick up his letters every Friday or something like that. So they did, that's where they do the sting, you know. And Saxon says, okay, and you can go, but, but I really love you. And here we go, you know, I love you. And, she goes in, and the guy's already dead, but she doesn't see him. And this is kind of a good part of the movie where, you know, the alien kind of one-upped him, and, and, you know, he's trying to get out of town. And, uh, you know, and uh, see, this movie was really uneven. That was part of the problem. I was thinking through this thing, you know, and I was thinking about it today because I watched it a couple days ago. And I'm thinking about it and thinking about it, and I was like, oh, I don't remember. It's like one of those movies you watch it, and then after you, after it's done, you kind of go, I don't even remember what happens. I don't remember what's going on with this thing, you know. What happened at the end of this movie, because you, you sit and you watch it, and, and you just kind of stroke out a little bit, because it's and it's very uneven. It's it's not written where it's memorable, or there's nothing like that really jumps out as being good, you know. So, like, the first half of this movie is all about the orb, and they're, like, studying the orb, and then the second half is, like, a drama, and what happens is they start, the the, the monster is in, still in that bookshop, and the girl's like, what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? We thought you were a thousand years in the, you know, beyond ours, so you'd be, you wouldn't be such jerks, like, we're jerks, and he's like, no, our, our race is pretty, pretty stupid like you guys, and basically, he basically is like, well... You know, if you try and be peaceful, there's just somebody that's come and take it. So you gotta just be a big jerk. He's like, yes, we are a thousand years, in, you know, beyond you guys, but you know, we did the same stupid stuff, and you guys are just gonna do the same stuff. So he kills, he kills her at this point, and that, and then I was like, wow, okay, that was kind of a jarring moment. He like, he's like, I couldn't control your brain, so now I'm gonna, you're I'm gonna kill you. So he, he monster claws her, and. Then they're like, oh my god, and they, then there's this big car chase. I forget how they, 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 he starts just wrapping it up. He's like, uh-oh, they're, they're, you know, they're on to my scheme about the Bikini Beat mo- uh, magazine, and then they're, and they're, and they're all, they're, they're kind of setting up these traps, I've got to get out of here. Uh, shit's going crazy in Tokyo. So he gets in, he gets in his car, and there's this car chase thing, and the, and the, and the, the captain's like, okay, shoot to kill, and then Saxon's like, no, you can't kill him. Just, you know, blow up the orb. We want to study him or, or kill him. I want to study the orb. One or the other. I forget which it was. Probably that one. Uh, and they, they, so then he gets, they get to the end and they find, they find out he's in some burned out building and he's, the, the, orb, the orb is there glowing and then he's like, oh, you probably want to know what I'm doing. And Saxon's like, yeah, because everyone like all just descends on this thing. And he's standing there and it's burning behind him and he's like wearing kind of like a spaceship outfit, a space outfit. And he's like, well, basically, you know, um, we're mutated, but, you know, not all of us. You know, he, they, they, the big reveal, he shows his face, and he just looks like a beatnik from the, you know, from the 60s. And I was like, huh. But then one side was like, ugh, a little, little weird, little gangly face. So it's like part mutant, part normal. And he's like, don't worry, we're, you know, we're taking your, your women. And he says, like, we're, we're taking them. He doesn't say, like, to have to to procre- procreate something like to help use the fresh blood to to 
to like fix them or something. I it was a little. I think it was a little bit of changing on the on the fly there. But uh, so then he's like, well, you know, don't bother trying to chase me or don't you know I'll come back if I want and maybe not and that's the end of it and 23 skidoo and the orb blows up and then this flaming ball goes up in the air and it just says the end so you know he got away and he's like well I took your women but eh, there's not much you can do about it I'm from space and there's nothing really to be learned because you know we were dumb idiots and we 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 blew up our planet and we're we're losers and you're pretty much doing the same thing so you will you guys will be losers too and I was like wow that's a little, little downer you know, no, nothing really to be learned or gained from anybody in this movie, other than John Saxon. You know, who has uh, an explicitly long career. He's still doing movies. It's kind of amazing. And he was in the, the Friday the Thirteenth, or not Friday, uh, the 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 Dan, the guy with the claw, Freddy Krueger. He was in Nightmare on, Nightmare on, on Elm Street. He's on like two or three of those, maybe four of them. Ugh, I don't even know how many there are of those things. They just keep going. And then. Uh, <clears throat> And what the hell else was he in? Well, you know, of course, uh, you know, the Bruce Lee, uh, super famous Bruce Lee, Enter the Dragon, you know. But yeah, so how many, I, I, I want to look before I go, I want to see how many of these Nightmare on Elm Street uh, movies he was in. I know he was in, this is good radio. It's good to do this. Glad I didn't do this before, beforehand. You know, otherwise you wouldn't be here listening to me here going, I wonder how many was in. So he's in one. He was in uh, three. Dream Warriors. Oof. Okay, so he's in one and three. Uh, oh, and Nightmare Beach. God, he's been in so many weird things. But uh, eh, what are you going to do? He's a good actor. And the new Nightmare. Okay, he's in three of them. Yay for that. Okay, so anyway, who cares? This one, you know, and I thought I would like this one way more. Because of the Saxon and Saxons in it, and you know it's all about Bikini Beat, you know the 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 girl magazine. I was like, well, this will be cool. It was, it, I don't know. I actually even kind of like the other one better. This one was like more dark. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't memorable. That was the weirdest part about it. I thought this would be way more memorable than it was. Um, you know, I'll go, I'll go with like a five five on this one. Uh, so believe it or not, you know, they came from beyond space scored a little bit higher in my world anyway than in uh, than the Blood Beast from Outer Space. Oh well. To each his own. You know, if you listen, I mean, by uh, IMDB, Blood Beast from Outer Space is way higher. It's like a 4.6. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a 5.6. And they came from Beyond Space is a 4.5. That one's a little low. I don't, I don't know where they're getting that one at. But anyway, I digress. So, there you have it. I took a trip across the pond to see some crazy sci-fi, their take on the sci-fi stuff. Um, definitely definitely a fun trip. I, I enjoyed both of the movies. I, I, I sound like I'm a little bit down on, on them on the, on the show, but I really had a good time with both of them. And I would suggest, uh, if you you know, and I also, I don't think these were Netflix. I think they were the uh, Amazon Prime. We get to, we all win when these when these guys are going to battle because you know they're trying to up the game and uh, give you more for your money. I'm on my Amazon Prime anyway, so they have a pretty good video selection. But uh, no, there you have it. Uh, make sure you check out some of my other shows. I do uh, two different shows with Promi on the Indie Circuit or on uh, RadioStPete.com. I do the Indie Circuit and Saki Bama Go Go. Uh, you can go on on uh, just go to uh, RadioStPete.com and there's an archive section. And you'll find, uh, you can click links and listen to the full shows. They go on live every Sunday from 10 to midnight. Um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, bad time slot. <laughs> Sunday night, 10 to midnight. That's when you're like, ugh, i got to go back to work tomorrow. No one's in the mood to hear music. Ah, but maybe, maybe you are, I don't know. So anyway, if you check that out, and also go to Daddy-O's. And also check out the Facebook pages for all this crap. And oh my God, uh, I'm really bad at the whole uh, uh, social media marketing thing. I'm trying my best, but uh, my best is pretty pretty dire. But uh, yeah, so make sure you go. Uh, there are those pages though. So I would say, hey, if you wanna wanna go check out, you know, the, what movies we're doing each week, or if you you know, and then if you go to the Saki Bama Go Go, you can click on the band links, and that's fun for everyone, right? Everyone's like, oh yeah, that's fun. I need to do that. And, uh, you know, and I keep teasing that I'm going to launch this B-movie uh, Etsy shop. I have these I have these shirts that I'm doing. I, I have a, a screen printing business on the side, and I 
have all these great uh, Scream, Blackula Scream, and I have a. Uh, you know, The Undertaker and his pals. I have a whole bunch of really good good shirts I'm doing, but I just have to get the Etsy thing up so you can buy it from me and get them. They're they're going to be reasonably priced too, so don't don't worry about that. I'm not a. I know the reality. I'm not. You know, sometimes you see these shirts and you're like, oh, those are cool, and you click on the price and you're like, eh, thirty eight dollars, cool. No way. You know, I'm more of a uh, realist. So whatever. Thanks for listening, everyone. I will be back next week with more B movie shenanigans. Uh, all right, sing us out of here, Green Slime. Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got. Open the door, you'll find the secret. You'll find the answer if you...